Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by 10,000, www.10,000-T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D.cc. Go there for the best athletic wear, shorts, tops, socks, compression pants, tights, everything. Use the code MAXIMUS15. Also visit Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Use the code MAXIMUS20 for a discount. Make sure you get yourself a pair of Maximus shoes. I am told they're out of stock on a lot of stuff because people have been buying the Maximus from all over the world. So feel free if they don't have that. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. Someone actually DM'd me the other day and said, like, you got to tell them to get stock in. And I'm like, well, this isn't exactly a bad problem. I'm yeah. glad we're stock. I mean, <laughs> sell it. So I was, I was kind of psyched about that, but their other shoes are great as well. Today, uh, well, first of all, we're going to be doing a lot more podcasts, at least yeah. some positive has come out of this coronavirus thing. Yeah, um, I think it just, it makes sense. We're available. We've got nothing else to do with our time, eh? <laughs> Might as well get a podcast, dude. <laughs> Yeah, people want to want to listen more. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you, you, I'll let you intro this. I mean, sure. really, you came up with an interesting idea for a topic. Yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday we were uh, we were talking about you know trying to take advantage of the time that we all have down to sort of reevaluate things, and I, I, it just dawned on me that like people need a direction, right? Like you you have to have a direction that you're working. Because the, the one of the fears that we brought up yesterday, we were talking about that, was that you might realize how much you really despise your job and you don't really see how it fits in with, with what you're trying to build in your life. And it dawned on me that a lot of my, uh, my online clients, I'll have them do this particular exercise that we're going to talk about today. And the idea behind this is to give you exactly that direction so that you know exactly why you're going to work on a Monday morning when it's the last thing you want to do. And you're not feeling like I'm stuck doing this because that's just what I have to do. But there's actually a purpose behind it. And it's a really uh, simple but a very, very, very difficult thing to do. Um, so it's it's a little bit morbid to start out. But as we explain a little bit about how this works and what we're going to do with the information we're creating here, it'll start to make sense. So, Bobby, I'm going to give you this homework, your job. And, and, and maybe, maybe we haven't discussed this, but maybe we do this live on the air. But we are going to write your eulogy, good sir. So the idea behind this is that you've lived a long, a full life. You've achieved everything that your heart desires. The question gets to be, how would your eulogy flow? Who would give the eulogy? Who would be present? Uh, And and what kinds of things are they going to say about you at the end of your life? And, And the exercise is to actually write this out. Right. Is to, to write it out as if you're your own best friend giving the eulogy at your own funeral. So yep. let, let's work through this a little bit, Bobby. How many people are at your funeral? 80,000. OK, so we got a big crowd. Who would you think would be with you the whole time? Who would be the best person to give your eulogy? Oh, uh, I'm honestly going to say probably you. OK. And I, I say that because you know my voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust you with the podcast. Uh, I'm a eloquent pro- speaker. I'm devilishly handsome. You're a great speaker. You're devilishly handsome. <laughs> um, but no, but seriously, um, you're a person that I've said before, like if, if I couldn't make it to a negotiation this weekend, I would probably send you to go on my behalf. Yeah. Because I feel like you inherently have got a good idea of 
Bobby would like that. Bobby would not like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and by the way, I don't think you'll be the obvious answer. Like who's going to give you eulogy might be your spouse, but I think they might be a little too emotionally. I mean, if I died tomorrow, Oh, no, um, I agree. I, I honestly, I wouldn't even put that on Lisa. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? I, I would offer just because that would be, that would be the hardest think, thing to do. I think you'd be sad, but I don't think you'd care so much that you'd like ruin your life over it either. So I think you could, I oh, think I'd, 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 I'd have a sense of duty at that point. So I think you can keep it together yeah, is, yeah. is my point. So I think for those reasons, that would be good. And you've spoken before in front of a group, uh, away we go. All right. So what, what, what am I going to say about Bobby Maximus at the end of his life? He's 120 years old. That makes me also 120, by the way. So this should be really fun. Uh, what, what did you accomplish? What, what were the things that people are going to remember about you? You know, you might be disqualified if you're 120, because at 120, I just don't know if you can hack it anymore. Oh, I'm going to so be great. I'm going to be, I'm shooting for 130. All right. We need, we need, you, you know how this rolls, Bobby. I always do whatever you do, like plus one. I <laughs> will live me by day. Um, so in terms of what I'd want you to say is it's honestly that I helped a lot of people make their lives better. I'm taking notes as we go through this here. So I hope it improved a lot of lives. That would be the biggest thing for me because I don't, I don't really care about founding companies. Mm -hmm. I don't care about being rich to be honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to be rich and have money to do whatever the hell I wanted. But I was actually just reading something about Tillman Fertitta that during this time, during the coronavirus, because their hotel's losing money, he's not giving people paid time off. Hmm. And listen, I can't judge because I don't know the whole story, but just yeah. to think value, here's a multi-billionaire that is probably making more off interest than all these people combined will ever make in their life. Yeah. You can't help them out for six weeks or four weeks or two weeks. Now, contrast that with a guy like Mark Cuban. The day the NBA shut down for coronavirus, he came out and said, we will pay all our employees till this thing's over. Mm -hmm. Just outright just said it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you got a guy like Zion Williamson. Did you see what he did? No, I didn't. What did he do? He pledged that he would cover 30 days of Smoothie King Center's uh, employee costs. Wow. Just – and by the way, this is a guy on like a rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have LeBron money yet, but like what a what a like talk about the right thing to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and I think what makes me sad about that is like you're you're worth two hundred million dollars and you can't give a hundred thousand dollars to some people that really need it. Yeah, right. Shit. Like I, I I I hope that 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 there's some kind of punishment, like a special place in hell for wherever you go if you're that selfish. You know what I mean? Oh, so I feel you. So 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 tying this back in, I mean what we're getting at here is is one of your values is is that you're giving. That you're there yeah. to help other people, that you're you're altruistic in nature. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier that that you've helped improve a lot of lives. How did you help improve those lives? Uh, you know, I would be as, uh, I always say that my goal is to serve as an example to some and make examples out of others. So through the way I lived my life, uh, through my Instagram, uh, through my various media channels, if you will, that, that people learned how to be a little bit kinder, 
a little bit more giving to uh, stand up to bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I trashed some guy in social media, told him to go fuck himself because he was mean to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, and, and, and that sounds funny. I actually had a friend reach out to me. He's like, why do you give these people the light of day? And, and if you look at what's going on in the world right now, there's some, there's some people that say some bad shit, Joe. Yeah, there are. Do you know there's, what I mean? Yeah, there's no, no checks on that. People just and, open and their I, mouth and claim free speech, and they're just jerks. Yeah, I wish more people would stand up and say, like, shut up, like that Alex Jones guy. Yeah, right. Like, dude, you really need to shut your mouth right yeah. now. Big time. You know what I mean? Rush Limbaugh is another one. Like mm-hmm. you need to stop. You're you're a misogynist. You're like just more people stood up to them. I think this world would be a better place. Or look at the guy that just got sent to jail, Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Like I wish that 20 years ago, someone bigger than him in Hollywood would have been like Harvey. You're fucking done. Yeah. Right. How much? How much grief would that have saved a bunch of women? Yeah, well, and in, in, in that sense that it's been tolerated for so long, you know, like it's tolerated to the point where there's so many victims that they have to band together to take down this this dragon, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, there are people powerful enough in Hollywood that could have done it on their own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That could have said, you're fucking done, pal. So I think by standing up to people and then I think using exercise because it's been big for me as a tool to better every other area of your life. How many books did you write, Bobby? Um, I'm going to say five. Five books. Bestsellers? Well, obviously. Okay. I mean, it, it, here's here's the deal, right? I, I say obviously flippantly. I, I didn't mean that. I apologize. But mm-hmm. if, if there's 80,000 people coming to my funeral or my celebration of life or whatever you want to call it, I, I better be a bestseller. Yeah. You know, we're talking J.K. Rowling numbers. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. All right. So let's see. I, I'll just kind of run through the notes that I've got here. Um, you know, Bobby was a was a, a good man. He served as an example to, to others and he made examples out of others. You know, his goal was to was to help people uh, better themselves through the use of exercise, through through practical means to become the best versions of themselves. Um, his. His message was spread through social media channels, whatever those might be, you know, 80 years from now, um, you know, through the books that he wrote, through the, the, the online presence that he had, um, you know, he became a household name and a, and a best-selling author five times over. How's that sounding so far for a eulogy? It's, it sounds real good. Okay. This is enough right here that we could riff on this for a while. And I could come up with like a whole speech based on this kind of information. But if this was like what you achieved by the end of your life and what's important to you, even in this rough draft form, now what we do is we start looking backwards and we're saying, well, okay, this is this is like end of life. This is the the end game. These are the goals that we have set for ourselves. So from where you're at today, where would you need to be 10 years from now to be on your way to achieving this? And if we break it down very practical, I mean, the big thing is you're going to need a large social media reach. You're going to need books, right? We're trying to get five books written. They're going to need to be good. All right. Um, I mean, really, that, those are the most practical things that are there. You know, and you're just going to need some consistency of message. So, so where do you need to be 10 years from now to get to that finish line? You know, I, I actually just have thought. 
um, make this far less morbid of a podcast. Not that it's morbid. I think it's actually a great exercise for people to do. But I feel like what you're doing to me is forcing me to come up with a business plan. I mean, maybe, sort of. No, but you right? Like, because I'm assuming what's going to happen is, okay, we're going to do a 10-year plan. So we need in 10 years. And I need uh, two books best-selling. Yep. Um, I need to, uh, probably in print, my social media has got to probably be times 10. Yeah. Right. So, so I probably need times 10, maybe even times 20. So put 10 to 20 times social media reach. Yeah. Uh, I probably need to have spoken at 50 different companies. Now I've been, I've been fortunate. I've spoken for Cisco. I've spoken at Blender. Uh, which, which is a huge company. I've, I've, I've worked with Nike. Um, I've done some stuff with National Grid, which is an enormous power company. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a good resume, right? Yeah. Uh, worked at Door to DoorCon, which which Vivint would be like the number one people that were there for their executive team. And so I've had a bunch of good stuff happen, but I need a lot more of that, right? right. Like, I'm going to need to speak at at. Oh, I've spoken uh, with Deloitte. Um, but I'm going to need to speak to all these companies all over the world. So I need 50 high end fortune 500 companies on my resume. Mm-hmm. I, I've been published by men's health 50 times. we we'll probably have to make that about 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I need to be a feature in some other magazines. So like, I, 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 I suppose I could make a really detailed list, but that would, if I could do all that, uh, man, I mean, Joe, you, you, you know, we're kind of partners in ways. If, yeah. if I was doing all that now, how popular would this podcast be? Oh, it'd be huge for sure. Right? Like just, just on the reach alone. There's, there's no doubt. So, yeah. so that's great. So now, now we're starting to get really concrete and you are starting to see this as like a business plan. So the next step is we cut that in half and we say, okay, if that's our 10 year goal, right? Is to try to get two books written, try to, to, to 10 or 20 times of social media, uh, and, and get more speaking engagements, get more articles published. Like what do you need to do in the next five years to ensure that that's happening? And so, so if you want to get, if you want to get two books written, I'm going to say you have to have at least one book published. Well, I already have that, but I, but, need but, I mean, if we're going to try to get two in the next 10 years, you're going to need your next book published. And then you're going to have five years to get a second one published in order to reach. You'll have three by the end of 10 years, right? Yes and no. I would actually say I have to sell the shit out of the backs of this body. We'll talk about that offline because I think it needs to evolve. Um, I think you need the Maximus body 2.0. That's the one you need to sell. You're, You're right. But there's like a, it's like a, I guess it's a chicken and egg thing, right? Like if, if I could sell a million copies of the Maximus body in five years, I could do the Maximus body 2.0 and that gets me my two published and two best sellers, by the way, in 10 years. Okay. We'll go with that plan. So So we're going to need to get about 125 more speaking engagements. And I mean, it, it may grow exponentially where maybe you only get like 50 in the next five years and then like 100 in the, the five years after that. That's possible. Yeah. But these these are these are just giving us numbers because what happens next is we cut that in half again and say in two to three years, where do you need to be? Yep. You know, so if we're going to try to get, you know, the Maximus body more sales, if we're trying to get more speaking engagements, like now you're looking at a little short term goal. And then what yep. we're going to do is we're going to break that down to one year. And then we're going to break it down to six months and then three months and then one month. And then finally, what do you need to do? Like by the end of this month, 
What are the goals that need to be achieved for you to get to that next step, to get to that next step, to get to that next step? And then even today, what do you need to get done this very day that's going to make sure that you reach that monthly goal? And so this this constant looking into the distance and saying, well, okay, what's really important to me on a big scale? Because you know, you didn't say, I want to win the lottery, right? Like that's not the key to your life. That's not what you want to be famous for. If that happened along the way, it would help you with whatever you're actually building towards, but it gives your life a purpose. And so when you're sitting back and you're trying to think about you know, why am I getting out of bed this morning and going to do this job? It's because the job you're doing today needs to be leading you to that next step. It needs to be a very important part of that big master plan. Yeah. If I can interject, by the way, Bill, winning the lottery isn't exactly a realistic plan. No, it isn't. I I suppose if I had a billion dollars and I could play a numbers game and I had a random number generator and I, I mean, there's ways you could probably skew the odds in your favor is what I'm getting at. If you're willing to buy 8 million lottery tickets, right? But it's not really a good business plan. And by the way, if that was a good business plan, Mark Cuban would have done it already. Yeah, right. Like I'm going to buy 15 million Powerball tickets and hopefully I win, but that's not a good investment. Right, right. Not a good ROI there or rich people would be doing it all the time. Right. But but think back and let's run through a, a couple different scenarios. Say that you had said at your funeral, you want everybody to remember you for the, the orphanage that you built. Like that's a completely different set of steps than what you're working on right now. You know, and, and I feel like a lot of people are going through their lives and they're just kind of taking their opportunities one at a time. And then they're looking back and trying to figure out, well, where is this all going instead of looking forward and saying, well, where where do I want it to go? Right. And, and, and not having that, that sense of direction is why people feel trapped in their job or trapped in their life. All right. Well, I just, I just did something. You hear some noises in the background. Yeah. What was that? I bench pressed. I okay. just got 15 reps at 225. Right. Sure. Um, I'm in the garage mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, what do I need to do? But, but look at what I'm doing right now. That was kind of for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big part of it is, is what I'm hearing you say and it's actually, this is quite motivating for me. What can I do today to get me to my end goal? And yeah. so, like, I, I think there's a lot of people probably sitting around, and it could be your orphanage example. It could be owning a restaurant. It could be being a better dad. Mm-hmm. But what can I do this minute to ensure that I get there? So, podcasting, that's important. It might not seem important right now. Yeah. It might not, I might not even want to be on a podcast in 10 years, but this podcast is a vehicle for me to help people, touch more people, inspire more people, uh, trick them into going to 10,000.cc and using the code Maximus15 and buying some clothes, <laughs> going to lalo.com. And using the code Maximus20 and buying some shoes. Listen, listen, Bobby, like real example right now, if you're going to try to sell a million copies of your book, like you really got to get good at sales. And this podcast has helped you make this so organic and smooth. Like I, I have all of these things that we're talking about and I want to go buy them because it's just the, I don't know if it's the timber of your voice, how naturally and just smoothly you just launch right into a sales pitch. I mean, you're getting good at this, man. Yeah, but but by the <laughs> maximum body, I mean, the podcast right now, it might not seem 
that it's that helpful for that 10 year goal, because that 10 year goal is, is ostentatious, is huge. It's, I almost can't even envision it, but what can I do today? And by the way, the reason I did that set of bench press is a, cause I need to train, but two, I need to be more fit. Yeah. I need to work out. I need to inspire people. I need to be the fittest, not only 41 year old on the planet in 10 years, I need to be the fittest 51 year old on the planet. Right. So if you're stuck inside during the Corona quarantine or the social distancing or whatever you want to call it, like, are you watching reruns of, of, uh, Luke Golden, I hope you're listening. <laughs> you cheers. Um, <laughs> learning about who uh, Ted Danson uh, is. Okay, question. Is Ted Danson the actor's name or is Sam Malone the actor's name? Which, Ted, which, Ted Danson is the actor. Sam Malone yeah. is the character. But he played it so well. All I right, mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, but hopefully, Luke Golden, you're listening and you're, you're, you're looking <laughs> on it. Uh, for reference, you guys go back to the Luke Golden podcast. You can You can check it out. Um, he also needs to be, uh, uh, watching, uh, shows that center around the capital city of Wisconsin, Genoa city, which for some reason <laughs> I couldn't find on a map. Uh, there's an inside joke for you if you want to listen to the other podcast, but no Joe, for real, like I need to be the fittest 51 year old on the planet. So what can I do now? I'm not on reruns on Hulu or Netflix right. fucking watching TV, wasting my time. If anything, I am pissed that my gym shut down. Right. It sucks. I want to be with people training them to be better. That's what recharges my batteries, fills my buckets, makes me feel good. But I'm not just going to sit around and, and lose out on life. Like I was, I was talking to Lisa about this. Like I'm going to use this time to do everything I've wanted to do in the last month, year that I couldn't do because I was busy doing other things to get closer to that end goal. I've done business calls today. In fact, I even forgot we were recording at one o'clock because I've had so much going on. Yeah, hey, but, I, I, I was up early this morning. I did a post on it, a uh, uh, quick update on the, the carnivore thing. Today is day 30. And I've sort of slid into this this biphasic sleeping where I take like uh, uh, you know a four or five hour block of sleep and then I'm up for a few hours and then I go back to bed and I sleep really hard for like another four or five hours. Um, this morning I just got up and I was just up. So I was up working on, on programs and, and, and doing business stuff just on my own for cripes four hours before anybody else in the house was like even up and about. Yeah. And it's like, well, am I just inherently motivated? You know what I mean? Is, it, is there something, am I just wired differently than everybody else on the planet? Or do I have very specific things that I want to achieve? And now I have the opportunity to do those. Because like you said, there's stuff that I've wanted to work on. There's stuff I've really wanted to dive into. And I've been just too exhausted, just burning the candle at both ends. You know, yeah. and now now I have this opportunity. It's like I'm not going to let it go to waste. No, I, I get it. You know how dedicated I am with training, right? Mm-hmm. Do you realize I missed a workout this morning? This is the first morning workout I've missed. And I can't fucking tell you. It's another reason why I'm bench pressing during this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, because I, well, I, I I actually worked out at home right before the podcast because I knew we were recording. Um, yeah, so I, it was nice that we started late because I actually got a little bit of a break before I started speaking. Good. But I did two business calls today, answered emails, did some content for my Instagram. I'm doing a big men's health live uh, workout tomorrow. Um, I don't know when this podcast is going to get released, but but I'm doing the men's health live thing. And, and, and so, Joe, there's like there's a lot I got going on. But but again, back to the point, I'm not using this time to stare at the fucking walls. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, no, I'm I'm fucking doing stuff. 
And, well, and, that, and that honestly, that's like the whole inspiration for 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 doing this episode and for, for giving people this tool to put perspective on it. Because if you're sitting here going, well, I have no idea what to do with myself. Well, guess what? Here's something that you can do with yourself. You can sit down and you can figure out exactly what you ought to be doing with yourself because you've got that time now. Like, take advantage. So can I ask you a question? Sure. What are the pitfalls of doing this? Like, as I go through this, because I, I, I'm thinking in terms of a business plan, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to break it down. I'll tell you what I need to do today. 210 reps of bench at 225. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do that because I want to break the NFL combine record for bench press. It's 49 because I think that's going to be really good for my brand and a big yeah. social media boost. Yep. I need to write a blog article. Yep. Um, I call it a blog article, but I do need to write an article about how to train with no gear and come up with your own workouts. Yeah. I need to record this podcast, which I guess I'm checking off the box. Mm -hmm. I need to eat more food because I need to gain weight. I think that's important for my brand. It's important for me to win world masters in jujitsu. Like I'm very analytical about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I need to do a post. So you, you, you get all that, right? Yeah. I get my question is, because I've done this now for, I don't think I always had this skill set. Like at one point with my fighting, it's like, fuck, I'm going to show up and work hard every day and good shit's going to happen. Now that I'm more in the coach role, I know how to like, Joe, you need to work on your back kick. You need mm-hmm. to work on your ground game. You need to work on, you understand what I'm saying? I've got a bit different of a evolved mentality at 40 than I did when I was 20. Well, right. But I mean, I think if, if, if you and I sat down at like 18 years old and did this exercise and then did it again now, they're probably two very different eulogies. Yes. You know what I mean? They're two very different life goals. And, and I think where we're at now is we've got a lot of experience that leads up to this now. So a lot of things that maybe didn't go the way that we wanted to or opportunities we never could have, have imagined came up and altered the course of things. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm getting at, though, is over the years, I've, I've run some really good gyms. I've worked hard. I've had some opportunities. I've had some business negotiations go bad. I've learned a lot of this stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and self-taught in a way or the school of hard knocks, if you will, like life's taught me. But if you're sitting at home and, and in your eulogy, you want to run a you're a home chef and you like cooking and you want to run a restaurant you don't know anything about building a business plan. So I'm going to start trying to figure these things out. Like what are some things, some pitfalls that people need to be aware of? Like, well, look at, look at the house, right? If your goal is to have a, have a restaurant in 10 years and you have no business skills, then one of your early goals should be to maybe start working on that, Yep. you know, because it, it's a lot easier to say, well, in 10 years, I ought to have a degree in business management. Okay, so yep. what do I need to do in five years? Well, I probably should have graduated within five years. Okay, so let's look at two and a half. I better be halfway to my degree by then. Well, okay, so what do I need to do this year? Well, I better find a school and get signed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and so the, the, the further out your goal is and, and the more you break it down, the more you come into a, 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 a step or a series of steps that's much more attainable. Because you're looking at a 10-year plan and thinking, well, what can I do today to make that 10-year plan happen? Well, the answer is nothing. But you can take a step towards that 10-year plan today. And and as life evolves and as the things that you can't control do come into play, that goal could be moved up or it could be moved back. Just You're just constantly making that adjustment. 
Because I'm not saying you have to achieve everything that you set out to achieve in 10 years. That's what you're working towards today. And again, when you when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, why do I have to go through this? There's a reason now. You know, I was working with a guy and and he kind of missed the point of this exercise. But I was like, so what are what are your goals? And his thing was like he wanted to be healthy enough to continue. He he really likes weightlifting, snatching, clean and jerk. I want to continue to do some weightlifting into my old age. I want to be able to travel and I want to be able to spend a lot of time with my family. And that that's about it. And it's like those are beautiful goals. You know, maybe you've got a very small, a very, very tight group of people at your funeral and they just remember you as like the greatest grandpa ever. Like that's a really noble goal, but you still have steps you need to achieve. If you want to continue being able to lift weights and you better get in the gym and start having fun with it right now. You know, if you want to be able to travel, well, then what's your retirement plan? What are your sources of income going to be? And then it's like, oh, that's why I'm going to work is because I need that pension at the end of this career. You know, or I need that money in my in my IRA so that I can afford to do the things I want to do later. Well, that's still a reason for you to get up and keep going today. So I really I really like the way you just worded that because it it, it actually inspired me. I, I, I came up with what I'm really trying to say. What I wasn't looking for is like, what are the pitfalls? More what I was looking for is, and let's use a restaurant example, Joe. Mm-hmm. What are three, because people get bogged down with long term. Like, what yeah. the f- does this look like, right? And by the way, I know people that get frustrated, like talking about Instagram. I want to make my full-time income off, you know, exercise. Great. But like, where do you start? And they only have 400 followers and they don't know what to do. Yeah. The thought of getting to a hundred thousand and a blue check mark and endorsements seems miles away. So what are some free things that people can do now to get better? Right. And so people are looking for, for difficult, you know, the difficult path, not looking for the difficult path. They're overwhelmed by it. Yeah. So using the restaurant example, it seems to me not knowing much about the restaurant industry that if you want to have a restaurant, it'd be helpful to be a well-known chef. Yeah. So how about what are some free resources you can use to get word out about your home cooking? YouTube, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, like these are free tools you could start today. And don't tell me you don't have a camera yeah. because you can use your iPhone. Right. Like, so just one simple thing. If you are that person that dreams of having a restaurant, it would be helpful. When I think of restaurants, I think of Kat Cora, one of the most famous chefs. She was the first female iron chef. Mm -hmm. She was a food personality. Right. And and she got a restaurant. Viet Pham, a good friend of ours, is a food personality. Uh, Scott Conant. um, uh, I mean, I mean, there's, there's Richard Blaze. There's there's a bunch of people on the Food Network that have these shows. You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah, yeah. So why don't you start your own YouTube channel? And mm-hmm. by the way, it won't be that much work for you because if you love cooking, you're doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. So start a YouTube channel, get some social media going. Mm-hmm. Number two, take that business course. Yeah. And by the way, you don't even have to take a business course. You can just read online, Business Insider. Go to the Food Network, see if there's articles, read some stuff. How about you just send 10 chefs a DM? I was just going to say that exactly. Don't be afraid to reach out and just ask people. You know what I mean? Um, That's the beauty of social media is you can send someone a DM. And they they might ignore you. They might get a million of them a day and, and, and don't even respond. But it doesn't really cost you anything to just throw it out there. You never know. You well, never know. 
and here's the other thing, Joe, like, like I'm, I, I see it from both sides, right? Um, sometimes I get a little weirded out when people are like, Oh my God, Bobby Maximus responded back to me. And right, I'm like, yeah. no, don't be a fanboy. I'm just a normal person. And, and, and that's me. But, but that, at the other token, like speaking to Kat Cora, she actually DM'd me the other day, thanked me for posting some stuff. She's liked some of my pictures, put comments up and I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the goat of fucking <laughs> she's commenting on my shit. Like I actually put up a little story, like when the greatest chef of all time comments on your stuff. Um, but it's like when that person reaches out to me or, or likes some of my stuff, I'm equally as blown away marbled like amazed that, that that person had the time of day for me yeah um, yeah but like that can happen to you and, and you'd be surprised a lot of these people that i would have thought would never have contacted me or never had said anything to me all of a sudden are, are following me like yeah. i don't know if you know who who john b is but he's basically the dopest white dude in the history of white dudes um he's a <laughs> Singer. Uh, his most famous song is Don't Talk. Uh, like, we're talking like one of the kings of R&B. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one, Donnell Jones, a singer. Um, you know, who's one of my favorite singers, Foxy Brown. Yeah, I, I think she's the greatest female MC of all time. But, like, these are all people that follow me and comment on my stuff right now. And I can remember, Joe, like 20 years ago listening to this stuff and, yeah. and loving it and thinking, like, oh, my God, like, this, this person is – and it's funny that that all it takes is for you to connect with somebody a little bit. And sometimes people reach out to you back. Right. So you can my, – my point by telling you guys this is like make a list of the 10 chefs that you want to talk to and send them a DM. One might get back to you and you can ask them some questions. Or hey, maybe, maybe you're a fan of somebody's body of work and you sign up for a seminar and are surprised – that that person actually shows up to teach the seminar and here you are a few years later doing a podcast together. Like, yeah, that, that, that sounds familiar to me. I don't know where yeah. you got, <laughs> I mean, but true story, right? Like yeah. you, you can, so, and by the way, you, you can talk about, we'll, we'll bring up Kat Corey again. It's great to talk about her being the first female iron chef. She's in the culinary hall of fame. She really is one of the best Joe, but you want to know what she has in common with you listening at home. If you're that person that wants to start a restaurant, she started where you fucking started. Yep. You know what I mean? She didn't, she didn't, she wasn't born into a restaurant empire. Yeah. She yeah. was probably washing some fucking dishes or working the line or, or cooking fries at McDonald's or, you know, whatever it is. She started from where you are starting from and figured it out. So why not reach out to a person who's done it before, who's been there before, who can give you some advice? So I, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday uh, and, and it basically boiled down to success doesn't happen by accident. Nope. You know, it's not always conscious when people do it. But when you look back, it kind of makes sense why certain people end up being successful. Yep. And it's usually a series of choices that they make along the way and a series of opportunities that they take advantage of that eventually pay off. Yeah. So, I mean, so start making those little those little decisions. You know, and the and the whole purpose of this episode is to say like what you do today can, it absolutely can impact the rest of your life if you allow it to. And if you have no sense of where you're going, it's really hard to understand how your actions today fit into the bigger picture. For sure, but you can ask for help. A hundred percent you can. And, 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 and so, you know, you, like you mentioned, it's it's hard to look at a, at a 10 year goal and figure out, you know, even what the first step is. And that's why I say you just got to keep breaking it down. 
You know, if, if my goal was to, to eat an elephant, well, I'm, I'm going to eat one bite today. You know what I mean? One bite at a time. And eventually you can eat that whole elephant, as they say. So breaking things down into smaller goals, breaking things down into more realistic bites and understanding exactly what it's going to take to get to where you want to be. Think of it this way, Bobby, right now. If you and I both decided our life's goal was to play in the NBA, it is a very different road now than it would have been if we were 14 years old and having this conversation. Yes, but you know what I've got? Even if I'm that 14-year-old kid, uh, it's it, it, it's funny that you, you bring that up because what's different about now versus when we were 14, Joe, is yes, I'm trapped inside because of the corona. I'm not trapped, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not supposed to go out and try to respect that. Um, but the internet it's changed the game because I'll tell you when we were 14, we couldn't do this podcast. Yeah. For there's, real. There's, there's, we couldn't be online. And by the way, we had no access to these people that I've, that I've talked about in this podcast. Right. Like I couldn't just DM cat Cora and ask her a question about cooking. Mm-hmm. There's no way I couldn't, I would have never yet. Um, who, who, you know, he's, he's arguably my favorite chef because he's my friend um, and, and stood at my wedding. But like, no access to that, Joe. Yeah. Uh, or, or who's the who's the guitar god that you love, John Petrucci? Yep, you got it, like, man. I'm he, impressed that you even remembered that. Yeah, you could you could DM him tomorrow. Yeah. And he might answer you. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have done that when we were 14. You would have no access to this stuff. Yeah. So you can you can complain and you can be all sad about your current state of affairs. Oh no, I'm trapped inside. I have nothing to do. I'm bored. You know what? You've got all the resources to make your dream come true. Literally, because I'm holding it right now on my phone at your fingertips. Yeah. Because there's, there's no reason you can't. So the three simple things, start social media, reach out to some people who've done it before and make a list. Like just make a list of five things you need to do today to get you one step closer. I, I, I think I want to, I, I, well, I, I don't know if you have anything left to say. I, I, I just want to close for me and say, and there's that great John Welburn quote. I, I love that. He talks about, you know, you move a giant pile of dirt. Some days you use a shovel. Some days you use a spoon. Yeah. Like it's like, it, it just makes so much sense. It's like, what can you do today to, to get yourself closer to that goal? Yeah, that's. I, I think that that applies in so many different ways, and it, and it really fits what we talk about this podcast, which is the idea that, you know, what we do in a gym setting should apply to the rest of our life. So just I'll I'll, I'll kind of sign off on using that as a goal. You know, if your goal is to do fifty bench press at two twenty five, and your current one rep max is one hundred and fifty pounds, like there's a very clear direction that your training needs to follow. There's a very clear place that you need to go and you got to work on getting that one rep max up and you got to work on being able to sustain a lot of repetitions. And it is not something that's going to happen overnight. Like you can only improve at the rate at which cells divide. You know, you're growing new muscle like you can't do that overnight. I don't care how many performance enhancing drugs you take. You know, but but the, the path is clear. So, again, that's that that's a physical goal. That's a gym type goal. If your life goal is to launch a restaurant, to to become a famous author, to to become a famous dancer, like the choices you make today can lead you towards that or not. Because as we've said before, our default trajectory is kind of like fat, lazy and dumb. So decide, decide what you want. 
And, and this eulogy exercise is designed to help you wrap your mind around what you really value. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's good. Joe, this has been fun. Yeah, well, now, now with that, I have your eulogy written. I won't have to cross that one off. I got to when, when, when you get the coronavirus here. You, you come up with some good ideas, but I do want to let you know before we go, there's been an earthquake in Utah today. Um, <laughs> Apology from Bobby. It's it his was fault. A 5.7. Uh, there's been numerous aftershocks. Um, I, I'm really sorry. I'm going to put it a public apology. Uh, I was going for a new deadlift PR. Uh, I lifted it. I dropped the weight. I was so excited and all this bad shit calamities. Um, Human sacrifice and dogs <laughs> together. Uh, I, I think there was a ripple effect that enhanced the the death rate of the coronavirus. I mean, it's all my fucking fault from this from this deadlift I tried in the garage. Um, so I'm, I, I apologize to humanity. <laughs> oh. you know, I, I, I remember Joe sitting around as a kid, and uh, my father Odin. He, he, he would talk to. This is my 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 birth father. I was uh, adopted by another family when I was five. Mm-hmm. They moved me up. Me and my 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 brother Thor would would listen to stories from Odin. He, he always told me to use my powers responsibly. I guess that's responsible um, use of power. So I apologize to everybody out there listening. Well, and apparently Thor didn't listen either because he went off and became a movie star of all things. Yeah, this this is this, this end up horrible yeah. for people. Um, <laughs> but uh, on on a serious note, there's been earthquakes and aftershocks, and uh, I'm not sure if I should be bench pressing right now. Because if one of these hit and something bad happens, fuck, it's only 225. I'm good. No, so what's going to happen is you're going to be like halfway through that that 49th, you know, 50th rep, and then the earthquake's going to hit, and it's going to help you lock it out. That's what's going to happen. And that counts, man. At 38, (laughs) the whole world shakes, and it falls on my throat. And then you write a eulogy about how I died doing what I love. Bobby knock knock on wood. (laughs) He was three inches literally from attaining his goal of 39 reps, and then the earthquake took him out. Oh, that's God's way of saying no. (laughs) You're done. You're finished, kid. You know, it was was really funny before we go. uh, uh, I'm sleeping in the basement, and uh, Jack's the babu, the three year old's in the bed. And we were up, we were watching videos on YouTube, and the whole bed started to shake Joe. Yeah. And he looked terrified, and I told him that Vigo, which is the was <laughs> here, and he screamed. <laughs> uh. So he, he, he went upstairs and informed the rest of the family that Vigo was downstairs and shaking the bed. Oh. He's, gonna, he's, he's never going to come to the basement again. He's done with that place. <laughs> so... All right, you guys, it's been a great podcast. Uh, By the way, if you are looking for a community during this time and any other time, go to themaximuspodcast.com. Click on the drop-down link. It looks like three little lines. Join now. Join an incredible uh, group of supportive people. Uh, who can who can help you attain your goals and 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 it actually be really interesting to engage on this talk online. Yeah. Have people post their eulogies on the inner circle um, and, and talk through them because you, you never know you might get some help from somebody that knows how to do the thing you're looking to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how cool would it be if you're in the group and and you've got a particular goal and there's somebody else in the group that can actually help you realize it? Like, oh yeah, how awesome. For sure. All right. Well, we are done. Cause you're the last of a dying breed.